What's up, world? It's your boy, Oliver Saunders. Welcome to the Bigger Than Us podcast. I got my boy on the show today. Super excited. I got my boy T. Gooden. Played with Ray Lewis on the Ravens. Won the Super Bowl with the San Francisco 49ers. T, what's popping, baby? How you doing, man? What's going on, man? I'm blessed all as well. How about yourself? How you doing today, man? I'm doing great, man. Just working, just working, knocking out these interviews. Um, I would have to say, you know, all the accomplishments that you have done from um, high school football to college football to the professionals. I know that you always said that your main accomplishment is being the father to your 11-year-old son. So that's the thing that I definitely want to talk about and everything. So how was that? How, how was life with you two going on? Oh, it's going amazing. And that's that's just a part of it. You know, we talk about what you want to be great at. You know, everybody's want to be this. I want to be that. Or I want to be, you know, a musician, a, a actor, a ball player. Yeah. My big thing is being a great human. Oh. That's what I'm always telling anybody. I'm like, you want to be anything, be a great human being. So um, that's a part of being a great human is taking care of your responsibilities, your kids, obviously, um, in my opinion. And, um, I'm pretty sure in a lot of other people's opinions that they'll they'll recognize that nobody raised their hand to be here. You know, right. nobody raised their hand to say, "Hey, man, I want to be born on this earth." So, at that point, you know, if if, if we made these children uh, and and we brought them here, it's 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 our responsibility to make sure they have a great time while they're here. I, I couldn't agree with you more. And um, I just want to say, you know, um, fl your flowers to you. Um, I feel like a lot of times, unfortunately, um, people love to speak about black fathers when they're absent in their kids' lives. And I just want to say, you know, you've been a stand-up man since we've met, um, a stand-up man since before before that. Um, so I just want to give you your flowers on that, you know, even though that is what we were put on this earth to do. Like you said, nobody is... Um, selected to be born nobody says hey i'm ready it's my turn now so once you uh put this little life onto this earth you know you do have to do everything that you can to genuinely be there love protect provide for the child and um stuff like that so i just wanted to give you your flowers and and sort of share more about that what would you say is the most important advice that you would give to somebody who's about to become a new parent well there's <clears throat> I need to clear my throat. Well, there's so many different things that you could give somebody, you know, so it's, you know, you, you could talk about, you know, uh, watching them and so, so they don't fall. You can talk about um, making sure that they don't get sick. There's so many different things. But for me, my advice is to be your own kid's role model. Mm. You know, a lot of times we, we put athletes, we put superstars, we put people on this pedestal and then our kids are watching those people and then we expect those people to, I want to almost say, <laughs> we expect them not to be human. Right. And so as soon as they make a mistake, oh, you're supposed to be the role model, you're supposed to be the role model. And I'm like, no, you're supposed to be your kid's role model. That's one thing, like, when I used to write my papers on my father, you know, my mother passed away when I was 10 years old. Sorry, so the most influential person in my life is my father. I would always write, write my articles, everything. It wasn't Michael Jordan. So all my other buddies might write Michael Jordan. You know, my father, he used to split uh, football helmets open with his forearm back in the days. He used to just split those things open. So I wanted to be like my father. I didn't, I'm like, dude, my father's a tough son of a gun, man. Like, yeah. this is the guy who I want to be like. So, um I would say having my big advice was to, to tell parents to, to be their own kids' role model, like step up. Don't be afraid to be that. Don't let someone else, because of their 
um, societal statue or stature uh, dictate how they're going to represent you and your kid's life. Like I, I, that's that's my biggest advice is to always be your own kid's role model. I think that's I think that's a great point. I never even I never even thought about it like that. And you're right. Um, you know, people like you said, people get put on the pedestal because of the money that they make or their stardom. And it's like they're living out their own life and their own life for their family. And that might not be what's best for your family. You know, I was just speaking, I was just speaking with my first guest about how every parent and every kid's situation is completely different. And it could be uh, my, my, me and my son, as, as opposed to you and your son, or, you know, me and my son, and, and if I had another kid, um, even if they're growing up in the same house, same parents, everything like that, same upbringings, they're still two different individual people. How, how, do you, how do you say that you help your son stay an individual and stay on his own path? Well, that's that's huge. You know, you look around this room. I got jerseys. I got pictures. Um, Amazing. Yeah, knocking people out. But there, there's a sign over on this corner, um, and it says "Follow, follow your own path." Yeah. So that's I'm huge into that. You know, like that's why he's not called to Bars Junior. Um, if if I and when and if I do get the other kid, if it's boy or girl or whatever it may be. But if boy, I, I may name the second child Tavares because I'm the second child. Right. But my first kid, I, I, want, I wanted him to, man, be your, be your own self. There's no pressure here. So it was not a Tavares Jr. It wasn't, um, uh, you know, I'm not forcing him into football. Like, I'm not doing any of those things. I honestly want this guy to be himself. I want him to go out in the world and, and find himself, but obviously with guidelines, like I'm not going to let him go out there right. and um, not be of, of a godly person either. Like I'm a strong believer. I have strong faith. Mm-hmm. I'm very spiritual yeah. um, in my beliefs. So of course I'm going to pass on those beliefs to my kid, but every other thing, you know, um, I'm, I'm going to lead him and, and I'm going to show him the way, you know, I'm, I'm going to expect certain things from him. Right. So I think those, those would be the keys to, to answer that question. So as, so, you know, as, as a parent of somebody who has an older child, my, my son is only three and a half right now. So, so he's more of a toddler. Um, do you, do you find yourself giving him more responsibility on a day-to-day basis or do you sort of just sort of just have boundaries set up for him and sort of let him do his own thing and learn from his own mistakes? What, what would you say about that? I keep them active in the schedule, you know, like especially during the school year, you know, you got to have a schedule, you got to have a bedtime. Absolutely. You got to be able to read a certain amount of things. You know, I told him, you know, you know, you're a mixed kid, but I said, dude, you got to, you got to look at it from the other standpoint. Nobody sees you as that. They just see you as someone of color. So at that point, I try to tell him three humans ago, bro, we weren't allowed to be in the same school system as, as um, really educated white people right you know, let's put it let's put it you know let's put it frank yeah um, so i said let's take advantage of these situations because now you're in a system where you can actually be taught something not just in a system where somebody's pushing you through so i always remind him three humans ago that and that's true in my family um three humans ago like i said slavery is is real like you know i've yeah. had things done to my uh, great-grandfather that i don't really uh don't really want to disclose, you know, on, on this particular show, but yeah, yeah man, they, those guys, 
things were happening with ropes and trees back then. That's all I'll, I'll keep it that way. Yeah. And so I could have easily not been here. So that's, those are the things I reiterate to my son and, and have him put into his repertoire, which is his tool, but I haven't put it in his mental repertoire that, hey, three humans ago, you weren't allowed to do certain things. So, so take advantage. You don't sit up here and um, not take advantage of every situation that, that, that today's society and the men that fought for our, for our rights to be able to do certain things. Don't, don't, don't just leave that out there, man. Right. You know, take advantage of every opportunity that you get. And that is a huge opportunity because like I said, three humans ago, they weren't given those same opportunities. That's true. And you know what? You brought up a great point that, um, you know, my son is mixed as well. And um, it's unfortunate. But you know what? I think that the best way to look at life is being realistic, because if you're not realistic, then you can't really deal with situations and stuff like that that are going to happen to your best ability. And like you said, you know, even though you're mixed um, in people's eyes, in the world's eyes, you were still a young black child. And so, like you said, you do have to um, know things that you may have to be up against. And, you know, um, in 2023, like you said, it's a lot we've made a long, we've made a lot of ways and, and things have changed a lot, but some things are still some gray areas and some still th things can still be hectic. So I think that you're right. I think that a good education, um, I think that staying out of trouble, no police report, no nothing like that will definitely get you further in life because unfortunately they want us to fall under those stereotypes to make things harder for your kids and i was just saying to my first guest that i've been through a lot of situations i was a knucklehead before my son was born and stuff like that and it's and i've learned from it and it's taught me so i tell the people that i love um certain situations that i've been in to either help them avoid a situation or maybe it's something that they should think about doing for themselves if it works for them um would you say that a lot of parenting is trial and error well I, I think we all know what's, what we what we want for our kids. You know, right. um, we all want what's best for them. Yes. But, I, but to go back to what you were saying on how things are now, things are totally different. Just like the way that you made it in sports is totally different than to how it is now. Right. You know, in the days you you know we used to get spanking, used to get beat, just get slapped. Bow. You know, same way in sports, coach grab, you shake you up. Those right. things aren't allowed. Right. You know, in, in, in both parts. But but at the end of the day, there are there is uh, similarities in between the two. So now in order to make it to to whatever sports level, you don't you have to be likable. Right. And I'm not going to tell you what you don't have to be. I'll tell you what you have to be. Right. You have to be likable. You have to be coachable and you have to have a great attitude. Right. So those are things that that you didn't necessarily need to play sports when I first started playing before player safety. So same thing in life. Like you have to be likable. You have to be, well, I say coachable, but that's like, Hey man, you have to learn things in right. life. You willing to listen, willing to learn because they say the best teachers are the best students. So mm. coachable learner and have a great attitude. Yeah. So those are the things that you need now as a child, in my personal opinion, to, to develop into uh, someone who's not going to be uh, dependent. Because a lot of children now I feel like, you know, and that's going to be, I was definitely going to answer that question. I, I know you had a couple more questions and yeah. I was going to hit on that one. I'm, I'm actually, um, I like the way that you have it set up where you actually 
let people know what you're kind of going to be talking about so you can kind of get their mind ready for that. I always thought that was huge um, in the Thank sports you. So um, flowers to you as well. Kudos to you on that. I appreciate that. Thank you. But, uh, you know, looking at that, man, you, you want to – my biggest thing, what I want to give to my kid and the lesson that I want to teach him is that I want you to be able to survive and make it without me being in your life. Mm, it's good. not to say that I want to not be in this kid's life, but you're setting your kid up for failure if you're thinking you're going to be there forever. Because me and my buddy, we always talk, we laugh and joke, and I always say, man, nobody lives forever, but it's so true. So that's what I try to give to my kid. That's what I try to instill in him. I treat him as if I'm not going to be in his life forever. I want him to learn things. Right. I want him to, um, you know, comb his own hair you know i want i want you to brush your teeth it's as crazy as it sounds but no, you know but... just a year ago we talk about you know boys and being older but my friend has you know daughters and a few of my friends have daughters i should say they comb their hair do everything but boys are a lot different man so right. um now he's starting to comb his hair but these are things that i'm trying to push him because like i said my big goal is for him to you know, obviously want me in his life, but not need me in his life. Just That's like true. with my father, I don't need to, I don't need my father in my life. And I hope I'm putting this in a way where people understand that I'm not saying, hey, kick your parents out. Absolutely. But at the same time, um, I'm prepared and I'm strong and I'm, and I'm, and I'm independent enough to live without being dependent under a parent's care, which yeah. I think some kids now, I don't feel like they're being taught to be independent and live without their parents' care, and that could be a problem down the line when 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 the parents are no longer here. I think you're I think you're saying that completely right. I think they do, and and when they're able to do those things, and when they're able to try things on their own, they get a, a certain type of confidence inside themselves that they know that they could do the next obstacle, whether it be something as simple as brushing your teeth on your own, or going to apply for a job on your own, or doing you know what I mean. I think that that confidence is key. Um, what, what is something that you have struggled with as a parent and, um, how did you overcome it? Would you say? The struggles are always, you know, they yeah. say the struggles are always real. Yeah. It's a day to, it's a day, -to -day thing. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It's, uh, I mean, I don't think as a parent, you're going to get all check marks. You know, if you're looking for all pluses and all minuses, it's not that type of grade sheet. Right. So I think the main thing when we struggle is on critiquing ourselves on how we discipline our kids. Sometimes you struggle on that, but we always have to remember, I always have to remember as a man, I'm not your friend. Right. Right. Your father that for, you know, right. and, and, you know so, um, that once you put that in perspective, then you never, uh, you never question the things that you do, but you just try to get better at the things that you do. Yeah. Like maybe I'm disciplining too much. Then I, right, man, let me get better at that. Right. So, uh, I, you know, I, I don't think there was any particular struggle that I struggled with besides just everything in general. And that's, and I feel like that's every parent, you know, you, you learn how to change diapers better. You yeah. know, <laughs> that yeah. was a struggle at first. You just, you know, every, every stage, yeah. every stage is a struggle, but that struggle is a, is a, it's a, it's a learning experience, man. Right. Like it's just like from the kids, you know, they have to go out and learn it. So does the parents, you have to struggle to become better at, at being a parent. Like it's every, I tell everybody this too, you know, every, everything that 
that grows, a lot of things that grow, they, they need shit, man. They need fertilizer, you know, grass, yeah. trees. Absolutely. Things, man. They got sunshine, they got rain, but they need a little crap. So yep. crap isn't a bad thing. And that's what I look at that. So to, to go back to there, man, those, those are some of my points. What I see is as me, as me, um, going through my struggles, those would be some of the key points that, that I feel like, I feel like everybody struggles. Right. I guess I guess that's what I'm trying to say. And, and um, with that being said, with, in between those struggles, and I and I and I'll say it again, but those struggles and those times, they'll make you or break you. But then I'm talking about you become so much more of a human being by taking care of those struggles. It's like David and the sheep. You know, yeah. as long as you take care of those sheep, then eventually, when the time is called, you know, for you to do something, oh, you're not going to be tired. Because right. you sacrificed to another human, you're used to getting up at a certain time to change a diaper or to answer a cry. But if you're that person who's like, oh, man, I'm struggling with this. I'm not going to get better at it. And I'm just going to stay down. Then, man, you're going to miss a ton of blessings by by not. It's just like the gym, you know, by not attacking the things that you're weak at, by not attacking the struggles. I feel like every right. time that you're struggling with something, whatever it may be that you're supposed to attack that like red ants on a popsicle. Right. You're supposed to attack that. And um, I feel like th that has been my, my, my key attributes of me not having too many struggles is because, like I said, once I figure it out, you know, as being a sports person, man, I'm attacking that. I'm, I'm figuring out how do I get better? How do, how do I minimize that? How do I um, make that struggle um, no more struggle, but actually – you know, something that's passive. Right, right. And you know what? And I feel like that leads to um, things being rewarding. Like, you know, when you, whenever you go through things that come to you easy in life, um, at the end aren't as rewarding because it just came to you easy. So when you do have those struggles or those obstacles that you go up against, um, once you do get to the other side, it's like, it just feels, it just feels so much better because you know that you actually put your work into it and it didn't come easy to you. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Um, so, so with that saying, what, what I know, I'm sure you have a bunch of moments. What, what would you say are the one of the most, um, one of the most great moments that you've had you and your son recently? Just being able, being able to to share the experiences with him. You know, those are those have always been precious moments to me because I lost my mother when I was ten, like I was saying. So when you lose a parent very early, you know, it's like you're thinking they're going to come back and she never came back. So, you know, every time senior night came, every time, you know, getting um, a scholarship to University of Miami, um, getting drafted, all these things, you start to hurt because the person that you want to be there, the person that you see everybody else has there, their mom, their dad, you know, I had my dad there, but didn't have my mom. My stepmother did a great job. Um, love her to death. Uh, but at the same time, it's just, the mom presence, it did something to me. So then when my son was born, obviously um, a bloodline, it was, it's just something that's, that's just, it's just totally different. It's like the it's air. Different. Took, yep. but, uh, it's like uh, Mufasa and Simba. It's just, it's, it's a very, it's a very linear, lion, lion type yep. um, lineage that, that I feel like happens, you know, as the type of athlete I was to have my child. So I was able to pass on 
a lot of tradition, a lot of um, hard work, yeah, a lot of where I came from, you know, just just a lot of different things that I was able to pass on to, you know, to, to my particular son, you know, the state championships and, and track, just so many different things that, that I'm able to, that, that I'm able to share with him. So um, I'm, I'm very thankful for those opportunities. So I, for me, that's, it's fun because I, w if, if he wasn't here, you know, I, it would just be all these things here for no reason, but right. He, like we talked about the Jersey, but like he gets all that stuff. So, right. That, that right there is super cool for me to be able to do is to be able to show him um, where I came from. And those experiences, these experiences um, mold him and 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 not make him uh, complacent. Like he wants to be more. He wants to do more. Like it's to be continued. His right. father played in the league. You know, we went back. He's got big shoes to fill. Yeah, we, we went back to the 2012, and I told him, man, you got your own shoes, man. You know, I, yeah. I, I always buy your own Jordans, so you you walk in your own Jays, man. Yeah. And, and at the end of the day, uh, we went back to San Francisco. He got a chance to see a lot of my uh, teammates, my, my old teammates that I was with. And wow. That was special as well. You know, you, you had big-name guys out there, guys who, who are on Madden still to this day with right. the old Madden card and all that stuff like that. So those were the things I was able to give to my son and I'm happy that I'm able to give those things. But, you know, I, I could have easily not gotten to that point. There was a lot of obstacles. There was a lot of obstacles, but right. I tell you, pass this way to a, to a direct point is a straight line. As yep. soon as you eight steps this way, you gotta go eight back that way when you could have been 16 there closer to your goal. And you could have been so done. Right. That's what I did the best. I just stayed on that path because I, I wanted to get to that point. Okay. A lot of people, they get off track. So for me, I I was able to get to that point. I was able to give something now to to my son that I, I didn't even know that would be as valuable as it is because he was born the year we went to the Super Bowl. Um, so I didn't know how valuable playing sports and finishing and doing things the, the right way. Uh, I didn't know how, how valuable it would be for me passing on to him and, you know, at, at that, at that early age, but now he's 11. Um, I see, man, as, as like we talked about as, as a black male, man, it's just something positive. It's just something uh, that you don't have to die or go to jail over. It's just something that you can represent. You can represent your name on the back. Yeah. Uh, you can feel, you can feel good about playing and, and, and feel good about how you're receiving your cash as well. Yeah, I love that. So let me ask you, we'll, we'll wrap this up. My last question is going to be to a struggling parent right now, a parent that just feels tired, uh, their patience is short, they're just going through it. What what is a, what is a little bit of advice that you would give to them? At one point, <laughs> the roles are going to be reversed. That's what we all have to see. <laughs> That's so, a good point. <laughs> so, you know, you, you, you're yelling at the kid, yelling at the kid, yelling at the kid. At some point in time, you're going to need that kid. And how you treat that kid in undefining moments is probably how that kid is going to treat you. So yeah. that's what I would tell the parent that's struggling because there's that's always going to be struggle in life. I promise you this. Struggle is always going to be here. True. But we're not. Our physical being, our physical selves will never be here. So, um just know that 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 tough times, they don't last, man. But tough people do. That that would be <laughs> that would be my cliche that I would hit them with, man. And tough I, times. 
tough times. Yeah, and I love that. And so let me give a let me give the people a little bit a little bit of background to how we met real quick before before we sign off. So so my boy T was in the gym doing his thing, you know, and I, I had my boy, he was helping me, he was sort of training me, and he was like, So look, he's like, You gotta pick somebody in this gym whose whose body type you would like to have, you know? And then I seen you doing your thing over on the squat machine and I was like, I wanna look like him. And he was like, bro, you need to pick somebody else. So, 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 so I'm glad that we were able to to link up on the podcast. And as dads, I understand that I might have to, I, I got some steps before I could even get into that arena with you. But um, I just want to say, man, that I appreciate you for your time. Um, thank you for your words. This was an amazing, an amazing second episode. And um, I can't wait to have you back in the future, T. Thank you for everything, my man. Oh, thank you so much, Oliver. Man, I appreciate you. Appreciate all the love, man. Hey, and uh, big ups and shout outs to everybody watching this. Prayers, blessings. Always one love, man. Blessings. I appreciate you, brother. We'll do it again. Thank you for everything. Yes, sir. Blessings, man.